When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, the following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We're ranking second baseman. We're also talking draft strategy and setting the draft order for our Belly Up Fantasy Baseball League. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Play ball! Welcome in to today's edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show on this fine Sunday evening. The NFL is over. NASCAR got postponed till tomorrow. So why not talk baseball? And that's what we're here to do tonight. We are presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com, Righteous Felon Jerky, and Seat Geek. I'm your host, Ben Stover, joined as I am uh, pretty much every Sunday of the fantasy baseball year by the one and only senior fantasy writer for BellyUpFantasySports.com, Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kev, how you doing, man? Man, you know, we're doing great over here, Vince, because we're past the Super Bowl now. And um, March Madness is about a month away. Uh, spring training is underway. Position players reported today. And uh, college baseball got underway yesterday. So baseball is open. And it's exciting to talk about. I'm real excited about this whole show right here. So I'm ready to get started. Yeah, I'll tell you what. So, um, you know, you're, I'm catching clips and stuff on social media from the Brewers and from other baseball teams too. Different things going on. Of course, pitchers and catchers throwing uh, for the last couple of days and now people showing up. I saw um, Milwaukee. They've got Sal Freelick, a stud, you know, young outfielder working at third base right now. Um, so there's, you know, then you think fantasy stuff. You think, oh, my goodness, there's guys that are going to be moving positions. Uh, maybe getting eligibility at other spots and the fun that brings as well. We'll talk about some of that more once we get to our second segment of the day. Uh, but uh, we've got a lot going on today. So here in just a moment, we're going to set the draft order for our fantasy baseball league um, that we run through the show and uh, have uh, members of the Belly Up Network on with us uh, during the draft and throughout the year. And we're going to set the order and we're going to use that opportunity to talk about draft strategies um, depending on where you line up throughout the first round and uh, hopefully be a help to some people, at least get people thinking on some things as well. And that's what we're going to do in our first segment. It's a segment we like to call our Fantasy Burner. The Fantasy Burner is presented by SeatGeek. If you're getting tickets to a, to an event of any kind, 
you need to check out SeatGeek.com. If you use the code BellyUpSports at checkout, you're going to get $20 off your very first purchase. So again, at SeatGeek.com, use that code BellyUpSports at checkout. So like I said, for a Fantasy Burner segment today, we are working on draft order and then draft strategies as well. And so what we have done is I have a list of all the team names, all the members' names in our league. Uh, Kevin has uh, all the numbers in a hat. I need to actually grab a hat real quick. Yep, I got my, my – All right, uh, so I've got my hat my hat here. My Ogden Raptors hat. Nice. Okay? Right from the Ogden Raptors. And um, I've got 10 numbers. There's a – just so you can see, there's number six. Okay. And all right. so – Pull it back up and put it in. There should be 10 numbers in there. I've got 10 names in here. And so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to draft a name. Uh, Kev is going to draft a number. That'll put us our draft order. And then we're going to talk about draft strategy for that number um, as well. Because most of you watching will care less about where I'm picking in this draft. <laughs> um, but you do care about where you're picking in your drafts. And so that's what we're going to talk about here in this segment. So we're going to start here. Uh, again, I'll draw a name. Kev will draw a number. And uh, that can make it as random as possible at the very least. So um, here we go. We're going to draft the first name and number three, two, one, pull. And okay. I draft old Dan D'Amico. Uh, you can't see it. But Dan D'Amico, he was our champion a couple of years ago. Uh, right. What number is he? He is number four. Number four, Dan D'Amico. All right. So let's talk through draft strategy. If you're sitting at number four, um, okay. what's your thought first round and then the turn on the second round? Well, my first thought, if I'm at number four, if any chance any of the uh, like Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto, or Mookie Betts, if any of those three slide somehow to number four, then that's gonna it'll take me about three seconds <laughs> to pull that lever because I think those guys are are top three players and and if they're all gone, I'm still not looking to take a pitcher. At really? that at that level, because uh, I don't know if, on ESPN they've got Garrett Cole ranked as the second best fantasy baseball player, and I think that's just crazy. I'm not taking him over those three guys that I just mentioned. So I I think at number four I'm looking for an offensive player because I think that there'll be some pitchers that will be available like Framber Valdez or one of those guys that will be available on the turn that uh, I could pull the trigger for a top of the rotation guy. So uh, I'm opposite of you on this one, Kevin. At four, I think Strider or Cole, if one of them's there, um, I'm taking one of those guys at that spot. Last year, outside of Otani, we're taking Otani out of this just because, well, we don't take him out completely, but he's not the top guy this year. We've already talked about no. that without him pitching. No. His numbers are a little different. I think Acuna is the clear-cut number one. Number but one, last it doesn't matter year, what league or what kind of you know fantasy right. teams or, or whatever if it's redraft dynasty categories whatever Ron Acuna is the number one pick that's end of the discussion now last year Garrett Cole was third in points in our league behind Otani and Acuna and Strider was fourth in points behind those two guys so as long as they stay healthy those two guys are going to score again this year so I'm looking at grabbing one of those top pitchers here at number four and then on the turn coming around on um, sixth pick in the second round, I'm looking to get some some offensive hit probably there, unless something crazy's happened where a, another top pitcher's 
sitting there, but I don't think they will be at that point. Right. Um, and so then I'm starting to load up on offense. But I think at four is a prime spot for a Cole or a Strider. I don't, I don't love. We'll talk about this when we get to pick two. But I don't love taking a pitcher at pick two. But at pick four, I think is kind of that that spot where I'm starting to say, yeah, that's that's where I want to find my my ace at if I if I'm sitting there at four. Um, and then I'll go offense in the next round, depending on who's sitting there um, and things like that. So that's, yeah, I'm okay. intrigued by that. All right, let's grab another one. Uh, okay. Three, two, one, pull. I've pull. got Mike Brown. He's the uh, co-founder Brown. of uh, okay. Belly Up Sports. I'm going to drop my hat and this is going to go all down the drain here. <laughs> what number you got? All right. So, Mike Brown, congratulations. You are number one. Pick number one. It's rigged. Um, right. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about this strategy though. At one, um, okay. we said Acuna is the guy to get at one. I think you have to yeah. take Acuna at one, you have to come wild if you don't, but he had, but you've got to wait then, um, a long time before you get to your a second pick, yeah. You can, uh, but you get back to back picks at the next, next, at the end of the second, beginning of the third. So, what's your strategy with that? So, if I'm there's no if I would, I draft. Ronald Acuna, and so then when the pick comes around, I'm looking for a pitcher, probably at that spot, and then another. You know, you can go either way with that. If there are two pitchers that you like because you've got Acuna already, you can pull the trigger and get two pitchers back to back. So, if that's what's there, I wouldn't hesitate to do that. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I I'm probably leaning towards back to back pitchers at that point. Um, because again, you wait so long before you pick again. Um, I feel like at that turn, that two, three turn um, is when you you just got to go ahead and get the two best pitchers that are on the board. That being said, you could also have some guys sitting there at the end of the second, first of the third, where you've got a top tier second baseman that's sitting there. Um, and we'll talk about that when we get to the rankings. But I, I like to have one of the top three second basemen on my team. So if one of those guys are sitting there uh, or or even a young guy that you really like, um, a Bobby Witt or somebody like that, that you say, well, they're not going to be there when I come back around again. And when you're picking one, you have to reach some in the draft if you like you guys, do. because they're not going to be yeah. there when you come back That's around. That's right, because you're not picking for another almost 20 picks. Yeah. So yeah. shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. All right, let's go. Third third uh, pick in the numbers in here, three, two, one, okay. pull. I've okay. got, let's look at the name here. I got Kevin Wilson. Kevin, this is your okay. pick. Oh, oh no. Okay, so there it is. It's number five, which Ooh, right in the middle. Right in the middle. So that is not the sweet spot that you want in your draft. But uh and I, I talked at four, probably not pitcher, but five, absolutely. If if it, and we talked about this when we when we did our pitcher tiers, and to me, Strider is the top pitcher. And so if Garrett Cole's off the board by then. I'm going to probably go Spencer Strider at number five. And um, I would be very happy with that. And I think he's going to have a great season. And so if that's what happens, then when another the second round comes around, you almost have to go offense there. Yeah. Because if you go two pitchers, by the time it comes all the way back around, all the top offensive players are going to be off the board. Yeah, what you know you're getting at five. You know you're either getting Acuna, Betts, Soto, Cole, or Strider. And I think you're pretty happy with one of those guys. 
I don't like being in the middle of the draft. I, I like either. being um, I like that being like three or seven, three or eight in that right. range. Is <laughs> what I like. Yeah, right. But I was seven last year and wound yeah. up with that. So that yeah. really helped a lot. And and but what is nice about that five spot is you don't wait long. Um, you're right there in the middle, so you get the same spot every round pretty much. And you're sitting there knowing, okay, and, you know, you can kind of count out who's going to be gone by the time you get there. And you don't have to wait horribly long on it as well. Um, I agree with you. I think if you go pitcher at five, then when you come around to round two, um, there's not a pitcher unless, again, Cole or Strider slides, which they're not going to no. because you and I are in the draft. Um, but you can't, there's not a guy, there's not another pitcher um, that really is at value at that spot. No, the you're, round. Right. We're probably talking about something like Lopez or yeah. I mean, Burns could be there. Yeah. yeah. If Burns is there, then you might have to just take the double dip. Yeah. Because those are, you know, right there at the top of both of our pitching tiers. Yeah. And so, you might have to bite the bull. I can't see that happening for the life of me. Yeah. Because I think no, I that uh, Burns will be gone either, maybe not first, but top of the second. So at number five, that's really not a realistic option. Yeah. But if it was, hey. I feel for you, kid. You're going to get a great pick at number five. Um, the rest of yeah. the draft is what I hate about it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's go with another one here. Uh, three, two, one, pull. The Ooh. name is Jason Bailey, new to the league this year from the Jason South End Zone Bailey podcast. Jason Bailey is number two. Numero dos. All right. So Acuna goes one. Right. Um, who goes two? I, when we started, Doing our you know research for this, I was pretty much you know Juan Soto's the second best player, but uh, I think right now I Mookie Betts would have to make you, know, you would have to consider that long and hard because Mookie Betts is a guy he's going to have second base and outfield throughout the whole year, and uh, you know he's going to be playing every day, and uh, I don't think there's a wrong answer here, but uh, Mookie Betts is probably the player that I would take at number two simply because of that versatility he gives you and he's going to give you great offensive numbers. So I would probably go Mookie bet. Yeah. I, I admit I have not studied too hard yet on my overall rankings. Uh, we've been doing position rankings and everything like that. Um, again, I think you have an internal fight here with yourself on yes. on a Garrett Cole, a Spencer Strider, whichever pitcher you like the most, a Mookie Betts, a Juan Soto. Those are guys that right. That's who you're battling with right now to figure out if you like having great pitchers. Well, then you're taking pitcher here. Um, if you like to wait on pitchers, well, then obviously you're going to go with a Betts or a Soto, whichever one you think is going to have the better year. Um, the thing that scares me about pitchers that high in the draft is injury. They're more apt to to be injured. Um, than than a Mookie Betts is in most cases. Right. So um, that's where my internal fighting would come from. Points-wise, last year would tell you you need to go get a pitcher. You need to go get Cole or Strider at two. But, again, that was last year, and you've got to think about this year and how things are going to work out with it this year. And I right. think it's the same idea as we talked about with the pick number one. When you come around to the second round, it's the same thing. If you go pitcher in round one, you're going offense in round two. And honestly, right. at that point in round two, you're probably going to go offense no matter what, 
because I don't think there's a great pitching value at that pick. But you're going to pick no, again yeah. at a few more picks in the third round, right. and that might be when you go pitcher right. at that point. It, at that point, you're probably talking about something like Nola. Yeah. Somebody in that area. Well, yeah, maybe Wheeler. Um, I think Wheeler yeah. comes off the board before that. I think he'll be gone before that. I think so. And so Nola's not a bad option. But uh, wherever you pick, as you mentioned, it'll come right back around to you. So don't think that you have to reach for anybody at that spot. Right. Whoever's there that you're comfortable with that taking at that spot, go ahead and do it, even if it's another pitcher. That's a great point. Then, so you make your you come pick. Back around, you make your pick based on your rankings in the second round. When you come back around to that third round, that's yeah. if you're going to reach, that's when you reach. Not yeah, in the second. You got to reach there. Yeah. Especially if you drafted two pitchers. Right. You got it. <laughs> yeah. You know, your so, your your whole team is going to have no offensive oomph if you've got two pitchers or three pitchers at the top. Right. At that pick, you're looking. You could have a Zach Gallon still sitting there in the second round. Um, right. And there's nothing wrong you, with that. That's yeah. Sure. You, you said Lopez, um, uh, Nola. Those kind of guys are there. Maybe. I mean, Snell will be there. The question is, is well, we know where he's pitching yet. <laughs> Uh, right. So, so, and where you have them ranked at and all that stuff. All right, let's get on to the next one here. Let me draw okay. a name. Three, two, one, pull. I've got my dad, Dale Stover, at this pick. Okay, he is number nine. Numero, what is nine? I forget. Yeah. Nueve. Yeah. Uh, number nine. All yeah, right. Whatever uh, that is. He'll, he'll be happy with that. He likes being somewhere yeah. on the turn uh, there. Um, all right, so let's talk about number nine, and then again, your pick number two in the second round. So you got a good turnaround. And right. uh, what's the strategy you're looking at at right. number nine? I think at number nine that you just take whatever player that's there that you like the best, regardless of position, and um, and don't you don't reach at all because you're going to be picking in a couple of picks anyway. So just take the player because in the first round in general, I like. In, in fantasy overall, you don't you take pictures or players that you have any questions about whatsoever to me. So at number nine, you take the player that you feel the best about. And I would say that uh, if you're at number nine, and let's say because the first baseman, or I think both of us agree that that's a player that we could probably wait a little bit in the draft. But at number nine, Freddie Freeman, if he's sitting there, might be a player you, you you're going to have to invest in. Yeah, I, his name was on my my brain too. I think guys like Freddie Freeman, Jose uh, Ramirez, if he's sitting there at nine, I think that's a solid oh, that's, value. That's an automatic, yeah, you know, slam dunk right there. We're ranking second baseman, but you got again a top second baseman probably is going to be there at maybe not bets, but there's a chance no, that Simeon's sitting there at nine. Uh, pitchers wise, I think by then Colin Strider are gone. Both off the um, so, board, so I'm not taking a pitcher, and I don't believe in that spot. I'm, it's the second round, you can pull that lever and get a pitcher there. Probably what about, the same spot. What about Shohei Otani? Shohei Otani. Well, if you're in an ESPN league like we are, Shohei Otani keeps showing up as a second round pick. Um, if you get him in the second round, I think there's value. There's a lot of value there, but. At nine, I don't know if I'm pulling that lever on him just yet because I think possibly he could be there when it comes back around. So I would probably hold off on, on Shelly Otani right there. 
if I'm sitting at 10, I am praying that you're picking Kyle Tucker at nine. Because <laughs> okay. I ain't drafting Kyle Tucker. So right. so I've had him before. <laughs> and um, you know, there's been some times where he was outstanding. Yeah. Then there are times where he disappears. Yeah. So I'm with you. And he's ranked like in the top five or six. Yeah. On ESPN. He's he's the number four um hitter. Num- okay. Yeah. And so yeah, if he's there at nine, I don't know. You might think about that. Yeah, but, that's what I'm uh, hoping. Because I ain't drafted. Yeah, you might so. have to think about that. <laughs> I probably would not do that. Yeah. But um, but so whatever you do, don't don't reach at number nine because the second round is coming in a couple of picks. Then, as we talked about in the, in the probably the whole about the whole second round, you can reach a little bit there because you know you're going to be sitting there for another. 20 almost 20 picks yeah yeah you'll have a little bit a little bit that's where you're looking at if you really like these guys you're looking at well i think matt olson on the second round turn um i I don't love matt olson in the first round but uh but on that second round turn i like corbin carroll uh how much you love alonzo guerrero somebody like that it's a little high for some of those guys but Guerrero's uh, not happening at number nine. That's the yeah, but again, no, no, not at nine. I mean, on the turn in the no, second no, round, whatever that would be, what twelve, I guess. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, I'm not taking Guerrero or Alonso at twelve. There's All right, value to be had later. At first. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. This will be for our defending champion, Chase Thornton. Okay. Here. Okay, let's see, Chase. He's number six. Number six. All right, so kind of the same strategy as you have at five. Um, I really think that the top two pitchers are gone by six, um, and and that means that you're left with your options of like uh, Jose Ramirez. How much yeah. do you love Matt Olson? Um, how much do you love Kyle Tucker? Those kinds of guys, I think, is what you're looking at. Freddie Freeman. Um, those are the kind of guys you're looking at at six. At six, if uh, both pitchers are gone. So I think Ramirez is the player that you slot in there because he's a third baseman and he puts up stats year in, year out. And so uh, he could, maybe Cleveland's not the best team, you know, around him, but he's going to be there. He steals bases. He hits home runs. And so at number six, I would have to say, Jose Ramirez, come on down. Yeah, and then you make the flip to the second round. You know, it, it depends on how much you like those pitchers. ESPN has Kevin Gossman and Zach Wheeler sitting in that the, that area. Um, so Burns even as well. Chase is a yeah. Brewers fan. Burns isn't with Milwaukee anymore. But if he's sitting there in the second round at that spot, I think that's a good spot yeah. for one of those pitchers. All right. I, I, I totally agree with that. And um, so there we have it. All right. Uh, next person on the list is myself. Yourself. Okay. Give me a good All one, right. Kev. You are number eight. Number eight. Oh, my dad is going to be irate at this. <laughs> he doesn't like picking close to me. All right. Okay. So well, this is go, your pick. Then, I'll let you go first on this one. Okay. So at eight, again, it's 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 not a good spot for a pitcher for me. Um, at eight, unless Strider or Cole is sitting there, which I, again I don't think they will be. Um, so then again, I'm looking at the so same guys: Freddie Freeman, Jose Ramirez, 
Um, those are those are the two guys I'd like to see sitting there. One of those two guys at eight. Um, Shohei, to me, it's too high for Shohei. Too high. Um, and so I'm, I don't love that pick. Um, if somehow a Mookie slides, I, there's not a lot of guys I like at eight. I like the second second round better than the first round sitting at eight, um, just because then you've got guys that I'm interested in. The Corbin Carrolls, Ozzy Albies. Um, we'll talk about second baseman again here in a few minutes. I don't love Bregman, um, but he's, you know, no. points wise, it makes sense, I suppose. Uh, I don't love love him there. And again, pitchers at eight, unless it's Cole or Strider, I'm just not taking a first round pitcher. Yeah, if it's Cole or Strider happens to be there, that's that's no brainer. But uh, after that, you know, whatever, whatever you're feeling, go ahead and 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 do that. If, if follow your ranking, there, right? Yes, right. In the first round, you follow your rankings. I agree with that. And so, if you if Ramirez is there at number eight, you fall all over yourself about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, because <laughs> like you said. I'm not looking at any kind of outfielder there because I think Corbin Carroll will be there in the second round when it comes back to you. So, so here's um, the problem, Kevin. Okay. Dad, Dad thinks he knows how I think, which I mean, I put it out here on the show, so he should. Right. Um, so there's no mystery. But there, having Dad in between me and my picks will be an issue because I know Dad will try to grab some guys that he knows not going to come back around to him again. And he knows that, you know, I'm interested in too. And he still thinks we're hiding things from him, Kevin. I try to tell him we're not, but dad, we're not yeah, hiding. Yeah, open-ended right here, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, so now that being said, I, I, there is not a San Francisco giant that I'm going to be drafting no. in the first or second round. First, um, second, so they're all maybe, yours, dad. But I will have to deal with that. I will have to deal with. We have talked about Logan Webb. Yeah. He's a pitcher. If you're at the end of the second round, maybe you look at. Yeah, he would that, have to be for me. He has to be fourth round, personally. Well, if he's um, there in the third, I'm pretty happy with that. But yeah, uh, but uh, so, that yeah, being said, as the draft Ryan, goes on, you know, Dale, don't do it. Okay. Yeah, yes, don't. he won't. As the draft goes on, <laughs> it becomes more of an issue because then I've got to make a pick in front of him, knowing that he gets two picks before I pick again, and it just causes some stress and some family disputes, but anyways, well, it'll be fine. Last year, he stole, have the stole somebody available. from Dan, right? Or two years ago. Stole, I don't remember. Yeah. One, one of those years, he got someone from Dan at a weird, it was two years ago. Uh, internet went down, ESPN crashed, and uh, and there was an issue. But anyways, that's all. I remember bad. that. That's right. It was yeah. two years ago, and we stopped yeah. the draft, and there was a player that, uh, that uh, there was players after him that we started the whole draft over from his yeah. point on. Yeah, I remember that. All right, so we're still filling number three, number seven, and number ten. The next one that we're picking is going to be Nathan Nguyen. He was at the bottom Nathan of the barrel Nguyen. last year. He's that's committed right. to do so better this year. Where's Nathan? That's pick? right. Come on, Nathan. Bring on the power, and you'll be doing that from pick number seven. Pick number seven. This is one of my favorite picks in the draft. Okay. Um, that's where I was first, a year ago I, and wound up with Mookie Betts. Yeah, I feel like your first pick at number seven is going to it's just going to be whoever falls in your lap. That's what you're right. waiting for at number seven. Then it gets fun once you get into the next few rounds. Um, uh, but I like it because there's not a lot of stress at seven. It's just you got to sit and wait for the guys in front of you to pick. And then the best guy that's sitting there, a Freddie Freeman, um, again, a Ramirez, if he happens to make right. it down there. Um, you know, those kinds of that's the kind of guy you're looking at at this point. Shohei, if you love Shohei, 
Again, I'm not taking them um, at to me. Ten is the top line yeah. for Shohei. I, I'm not taking them there. But if you believe in Shohei, I mean, this is the time to do it. Well, if you're well, we're not talking about ten just yet, but uh, but number seven, like I agree with you at hundred percent. If any of the players that we've talked to so far come to you at number seven, you do that. Yeah. And so uh, even if you're high in Freddie Freeman, if one of those players that we come to you, you let someone else take Freddie Freeman and you go ahead and pull the trigger. If it's someone like Ramirez, something like that, I would do that a hundred times over Freddie Freeman at number seven. Yeah. So I've got six guys that are I want one of those six and there's a good chance I'm not going to get any of those six being at number eight and so for Nathan if he's sitting there at seven then it's a it's a matter of you know do you like the same six guys that I like and if one falls are you going to take them and if not then who do you like you know maybe you like a pitcher he's a Phillies fan maybe he likes Wheeler enough to go grab Wheeler there don't do it no do it uh yeah do it well, well, you know, I'm I'm in front of him, so it really doesn't affect me one way or the other. Do it, Nate. Go out there and get a uh, Bryce yeah, Harper. You, you know, that's you, it's a name we haven't brought up a whole lot. Um, okay, not not in the first round at all. Yeah. Nowhere near but if, that. But again, if you're going to go Homer picks, don't do you, it, Nathan. That's don't what you're looking it. at: Wheeler and Harper, those kinds of things. There, there's no A's uh, going in the first round, by the way, uh, for <laughs> Nathan either. All right, let's go. We got two more picks: number three and number okay. ten. Uh, we okay. are picking this one for the newest member of our uh, of our league, Ryan Capalbo. I'm not actually sure if I'm saying that name correct, but I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to let you take that one. Okay, where's and, Ryan picking? So Ryan is going at number ten. Number ten. I like number ten um, okay. because again, if I'm not in the top six, um, I like going back to back. Um, I like getting the first pick okay. of, of a new round. Those yep. kinds of things as well. And I think at number 10, you have all kinds of options on the board. Going 10-11, I like going pitcher here. Um, if, if, if the two pitchers are gone, which they should be, and there's a chance then that you've got the best of the next tier of pitchers. So whoever you like, Burns, Wheeler, Lopez, whoever it is that you like, Gossman, whoever Probably it is, Gossman, you, yeah, take, you take one of those at 10, and then you take an offensive player at 11, in my opinion. Um, or it doesn't matter which order you do it in. You're going back to back. Right. Uh, so back I think you got to go one so, pitcher because, again, Kevin, it is a long time before you pick. It is. Absolutely. And so, you know, we've talked about Otani. And that's a spot where you could pick whatever player you like at 10 and go Otani because then it's the second round. Yeah. And then, you know, if he's not the Otani of old, it's not the same kind of value at the first round. Would, would not you know that really matters one way or the other because you're picking back to back but i would do that pick whoever i like at 10 and then go otani at number 11 all right then a resident yankee fan brent radlinski is the final final member he's picking number okay, there's three no, uh, yep there's no uh you know mystery here <laughs> number three all there right so yankee fan juan soto's the pick here right or garrett cole if, if, one of those two that would work if if I'm a Yankees guy and um and at bats goes two and Acuna goes one of course but uh, if if that's the scenario then I'm going Soto every single time over Garrett Cole um, I think him going to the Yankees 
maybe there was something about the West Coast that just wasn't agreeing <laughs> with Soto over there. But he's back on the East Coast, and we all know the New York media can be, will be difficult to deal with. But I think he'll be more comfortable in New York, believe it or not. I'm, and so I'm I going like goal. him in that spot in that short right field porch. I think Juan Soto was up for a really good season. I think number three is the ideal spot for pitcher number one, whoever that is on your list, Strider or Cole. Um, to me, that's the perfect spot. I think three and five are the two picks for pitchers, in my opinion, in this draft. And I think, uh, but again, I don't think you go wrong. I don't think you go wrong if you pick Soto. I don't no. think you go wrong if you pick yeah. Betts if he's there. It's it's just a matter right. of, of what you what you believe in the most. Um, but Cole has been so consistent over the years. Soto, the big and I'm and I'm big on Soto this year too. But the big thing is, man, did he drop the ball last year? And so, uh, so do you believe that he's back? We both believe he's back, but I still trust Cole and Strider I, more than I trust Soto. Right. And uh, uh, we've talked about this where we both of you and I think Strider is the number one guy. Yes. This year, as far as pitcher goes. And so if you're going to go pitcher there, then I'm doing Strider. I agree. And, um, but even... I wouldn't do either one of them at number three because, you know, you're going to get 160 games out of uh, out of uh, uh, Soto. And um, and even though he didn't have a great year, it wasn't it. It, it wasn't awesome. It was it was right there. And it so, was four hundred and ninety five uh, points in our league last year that Juan Soto okay. got. That okay. puts him I'm trying to pull up the numbers now from last year. Um, that puts him down at about 10 on the offensive side of things. And then okay. your pitchers, you had Cole, Strider, Gallon, Castillo, Snell, Wheeler, Gossman, Webb, Lopez, Gilbert, F, uh, Eflin, Burns, Bassett, Valdez, Kirby were all more higher points than him last year. Now, again, it was a down year. And I expect him to beat out a lot of those pitchers. The entire Padres organization. Yes. So I expect them to be at a lot of those pitchers, but I still think that Strider and Cole are above Soto on my list okay. uh, for points wise. I think that would not be more. the case with my list because I would take eight seconds to pick Soto. <laughs> I think in New York, we're really going to like what he puts together. Yeah, he's you know, and uh, and uh, you know if uh, his uh, outfield partner can stop running into fences <laughs> and injuring his toe, that is a heck of a batting order right there have those yeah. two guys together and so i really like that a lot so if i'm number three it's got to be soto if he's there yeah. if he's not i'm going mookie Betts because i'm really high on him and um not just because yeah, i had him last year but uh that second base outfield you know eligibility yes. it's yeah. hard to ignore and i wouldn't ignore it yeah. So, and I any think of those too, four guys that are ahead of me, if you want to head, let, let Mookie bet slide. That'd be just fine yeah, with you. Yeah, I, I'll send you like a, you know, a pizza <laughs> or something. Um, that being said, you come around in the second round. I think if you don't go pitcher in the first round, I think you got to go pitcher in the second round. You might even go pitcher second and third round. Where third round because right you've there. got your offensive piece. Yeah. I like that too. And uh, it's not that long between third and you know, second in the second 30. round and it comes back around. So I could see going and getting a couple of pitchers right there, Valdez or one of those guys. 
and um, you'd be setting yourself up pretty well. If you got Soto and a couple pitchers, then you know you could just pretty much relax and figure out what you're going to do the rest of the way. Yeah, I agree. All right, so the draft is set for us. We've talked through draft strategy for each of these 10 positions. We go a 10-man points league. Um, obviously, if you have a 12, 12-person 12 point league, it extends out a little further, or a 12-person league, it extends out a little further. But that being said, um, that's our fantasy burner today, talking through draft strategy. We're going to go to our second segment of the day, which we like to call our call to the pit. All right, Call of the Pen is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Now is the time to join the Flavor Revolution. You can do it at RighteousFelon.com. Use the code STOVE15, S-T-O-V-E-1-5. You're going to get 15% off your purchase every time at RighteousFelon.com, and you're absolutely going to love the jerky. I guarantee it. Uh, all right, uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time in this segment no. today, but there's a couple quick things I wanted to hit on. Um, and that is uh, that a little bit of position changes or announcements that came out this week. We're going to talk about with our rankings, but the Padres announced this week um, that they are going to make the move from Xander Bogarts playing short to playing second base. Which he's never done, by the way. Ha- never done. Hassan Kim will be the everyday yeah. shortstop. Um, and uh, and Bogarts makes the switch to second. He can play second. I'm not worried about he that. He can play. You know, yeah. Shortstop's probably a more difficult position defensively anyway, so I think that'll, as far as defensively, that'll work out fine. Yeah, uh, and then like I said, a lot of people won't care about this now, but I tried to tell you about Sal Freelich last year. I tried to tell you, he's coming up soon. He's going to be, you know, he's not he's not going to be your top outfielder, but he's going to be a guy that can help your fantasy team, and he did. And I'm not just being a homer with this, but I did see they're working him at third base because, well, there's a lot of young guys in the outfield for Milwaukee. Of course, Yelich is the stalwart out at left field, but they got Jackson Churio coming up, who is the highest-paid young guy in Milwaukee and one of the top top prospects in the league right he now. He should be. Yeah, and then you've yep. got other guys that are serviceable. I like him coming into the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you got other guys who are serviceable out there with Garrett Mitchell, Weimer, they got Blake Perkins, whatever. Uh, Freelick is the best of the prospects outside of Churio. That being said, if they want to try to keep these guys in the program and not trade them, well, they got to find somewhere to play these guys. And That's so right. Sal Freelick, who is not very tall, um, although plays a phenomenal outfield, um, they're trying them out in the infield. So what do you think about guys like that who, again, they're going to be low-level draft picks, maybe even waiver wire pickups at the end of the day, but maybe getting some different eligibility added on to what they're doing. To me, the Sal Freelicks of the world, that boosts their value so much by having the eligibility to go third base and outfield versus just outfield. Well, I think that applies to every player. Yeah. But uh, especially a young guy. And so he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on because we don't have any, when we talked about this, there's no NA spots in our league. And so uh, I can't see drafting him unless he comes out and just goes gangbusters in spring training. So uh, he's a player to keep your eyes on. And if he breaks camp, yeah. With the big club, he's oh, he will. someone to keep your eye on. And it's the same here with, with, with Lankford of the Rangers. They had a big special about him just a couple of days ago, and they're really, really excited about him. And so uh, those two guys right there are all young. And so uh, keep an eye on them for sure. 
I will promise you, Kevin, Sal Freelich will be drafted in our league. Now, granted, it may be the second to last round or the last round, but it's okay, he will he will be drafted. He 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 has earned my respect where I feel like okay. he deserves to be drafted. Um, and, you know, and if you give a last round pick, uh, whomever, right? That's you know, what they're there for. <laughs> that's what they're there for. And if, if I'm drafting somebody last, you could be pretty sure by a month into the season, it'll probably be on the waiver wire anyway. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's where you shoot your shot for sure, right there. Uh, Scott Boris, is he a great agent or is he uh, really screwing over his, his guys right now? Well, I guess that's up to them to decide. We'll but, see, uh, right? That's right. <laughs> but and then I want so, to get paid. Uh, maybe it's smart because. You know, like like in football, a lot of times they miss camp, and so they get wear and tear on their bodies. But uh, you know, if they'd sign up before our draft, that would be awesome. It would sure help. It would yeah, sure I... help. And uh, and I did see that uh, the Rangers said that they're unlikely to get Jordan Montgomery back. Hmm. So uh, you know, with this going on, but you never know if they. Well, with Boris, he's not going to say, well, let's sign for half the, you know, 50 cents on the dollar. But, um, but those guys are, you know, they're, 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 they're quality players, Snell and, and guys like that. Bellinger uh, that we've talked about who, you know, I need to see because last year did not erase the bad taste in my mouth that he left. (laughs) <laughs> and the Dodger uniform, and uh, I need to see that uh, he didn't do that because it was his walk year. And so, uh, and we talked about that before. I don't see myself drafting him unless right. he, you know, he falls. But um, so we'll have to. There, there's a lot of guys that uh, wherever they sign is going to change your draft strategy, one way or the other. One guy who did sign this past week, Jorge Soler, goes to San Francisco on like a three-year that. deal. He's going to bat uh, number four, it looks like, currently is where they have him slotted in at with Jung-Hoo Lee uh, batting first, Estrada second, and Lamonte Wade third. Um, and then he'll have someone like Conforto or Yastrzemski or Flores behind him. Um, you say you like it. Tell me why. I, I, I like that because the Giants, they lacked any kind of power i don't think he's going to go to san francisco and hit 36 bombs or whatever but uh i i, I think their order is good enough that where he gets some quality pitches there and so uh anyone that bats in the middle of the lineup you need to take consideration for and he's not going to go you know early enough in drafts where you're really taking a shot or taking a chance with him so uh even though you know when it comes to the giants I'd rather let your dad deal with that, but uh, he's a player that I think that signing probably makes more sense than just about any other signing that we could talk about. Interesting. Um, last year was his best year, no doubt. 36 home runs. He did have more home runs in Kansas City in 2019, uh, but uh, 36 home runs, 75 RBIs. His K rate was 24.3%, which was the lowest uh, other than 2021 in his career. Um, still not great though. No, not great, but it's but when you see improvement, you know, that's that's a positive sign. Right. Um, that being said, um San Francisco is a better park than Miami <laughs> for power. Right. Well, you know, and that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> because the, it really isn't, because the Giants is not a hitting ballpark. Yeah. We all know that. I've actually been around that park and um so I've seen it. 
And, uh, you know, power hitters. Yeah, you know. Well, um, let me add to that, can, then. His, okay, go ahead. his batting average was as good as it's been since 2019, by a good stretch, actually. And maybe, well, he hit 36 home runs, but maybe having that extra field to work with um, helps the batting average out, where he's not he's not just popping out or home running. Sometimes he's dropping some in the gaps and things like that. Right, and there's a lot of gaps area in San yeah. Francisco, and so uh, yeah, I like the I like that signing uh, for them. I like that better than Toscar Hernandez coming to yeah. the Dodgers. Yeah, and so uh, <laughs> you know, so you know, the Giants did themselves pretty pretty good shape on that deal right there. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a decent decent one. Now, be careful, folks. If you're watching social media, the team's going to tell you. This pitcher, this hitter, they're looking better than they've ever looked. But remember, it's it's the first week of spring training. Um, right. Settle down. Uh, give it some time. Let things settle into place and go from there. I want to get to our rankings, so that's what we're going to do for today's uh, Call to the Pin. Again, okay. uh, sponsored by Righteous Felon Jerky. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use the code STOVE15 to get 15% off uh, your purchase. Let's go to our second baseman rankings and our fantasy focus. <laughs> All right, Fantasy Focus is presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy sports. Articles for every fantasy sport you can imagine, including all of the articles for the one and only Kevin Wilson, can be found on BellyUpFantasySports.com. Um, we had some uh, former Belly Up guys return to the Belly Up Fantasy side of things recently as well, so maybe some old familiar faces for some of you who have been around for a while. Uh, but that being said, make sure you check out the website bellyupfantasysports.com. All right, we're ranking second baseman today, and I'm excited to get into this because I'm really curious to see how your tiers line up um, with this. And uh, let's start right at the top, man. Tier number one. What's yours looking tier, like? Okay, so tier number one has one player and one player only. And uh, we've talked about him already quite a bit, and that's Mookie Betts. And so whatever you want to talk about, he hit 307, 39 homers, 107 RBIs, 40 doubles, 179 hits. It just goes on. But the thing that's really impressive to most about, you just talked about Soler's, uh, what was it, 24 or whatever percent strikeout rate. Yeah. Here's what Mookie Betts is, 15.4%. Nice. And his walk rate is 13.9%. That is stellar. And so whatever you're looking for, he'll give it to you. And he's the only second baseman that comes anywhere close to being a first-round draft pick to me. And so he stands far head and shoulders above every other player. So I battled with this one a little bit. I've got two guys in Tier 1. That being said, Mookie is clearly number one. Uh, I got Marcus Simeon there also because I did. if I didn't put Simeon in Tier 1, I'd have to put him alone in Tier number 2, and I didn't want to do that. So, so I put him in tier one. He is a end of first round, early second round pick, in my opinion. Mookie is definitely a top three pick, in my opinion. Um, so I agree with you ultimately on this, um, that Mookie is the clear cut number one. But I think Simeon, Simeon didn't belong with the guys that I have in tier two. I'm not sure that he belongs in tier one, but at the same time, I didn't want to have one guy in tier one and one guy in tier two. So, so okay. I put Simeon in tier number one uh, along with Betts. Uh, but I think Betts, yeah, for me, 
I'm not taking Simeon probably. I don't think I'm taking him. I could take him at nine or 10 possibly. Um, I don't think where I'm sitting at number eight, I think that's still a little too rich for my blood. Um, but that being said, I think he's deserving of being the clear. I think he's clear cut number two at second base um, over the other guys. You agree with that or and no? So I would agree with that. Yes, okay. I would agree with that. So I don't have, I've had him in my tier two. I've got two players here. Okay. And that's uh, Simeon and then Ozzy Albies. I've got him in tier two, but there is a distinct difference between these two guys because, you know, Ozzy Albies has an injury history, yeah. but he did play at 148 uh, games last year and um, hit 33 homers, 109 RBIs, whatever you want to talk about, um, an 849 OPS, and um, he was caught stealing once, stole 13 bases. Scored 96 runs, had 107 Ks, so he's pretty, um, he's right there as far as strikeout rates and stuff. But Marcus Simeon, almost to his detriment, you know he's going to be there every single day. He played every game and every inning that the Rangers played last year. So uh, in the last three years, he's played in 162, 162, 161. Yeah. So, and then, you know, he had 100 RBIs. He had 40 doubles. He had 122 runs, 102 10K. So these second basemen that we have right here are not strikeout hogs. So I like that a lot. Walked 72 times. And so Marcus Simeon is at the top of this tier. And if Ozzy Albies puts together the kind of t- year he's capable of doing, he's not that far behind to me, Marcus Simeon. So Betts, Albies, and Altuve are the sexy names at second base, but Simeon is the consistent. Um, he's okay. just there. Um, and you you just can't ignore that. Um, that being said, I love Ozzy Albies. Um, I've had him in multiple leagues multiple times. I, right. I like I really like Albies. I've got Albies in tier two as the clear cut number three second baseman, but I've also included Altuve on this list in tier number two. And um this is a projection above projections here, Kevin. Okay. Jackson Holiday in tier two also. You look at his okay. numbers in the minor leagues and you see what his potential is. Now, I understand that to draft him as the number five second baseman is a reach at this point where he is because we are not positive that he's going to have an opening day job. Um, we do not know that yet. Um, that being said, I am willing to bet on Jackson Holiday, And even if it means a guy that I'm going to have to draft and take up a roster spot on my league, uh, for a month or two until he comes up, I'm willing to do that. Now, how high? That's a good question mark. Am I willing to take him in the third round? E- I don't think so. That's a that's a, that's a pretty big reach. That being said, I think his talent puts him in tier number two. His uh, promise puts him in tier number two. His projection uh, does not put him there, according to ESPN. But that being said, um, ESPN, their rankings are not always right. Um, so I've got yeah. Albies, Altuve, and Holiday in my tier two. Okay, so uh, you know when we look at overall, uh, Ozzy Albies in ESPN is ranked thirty second overall. He's twenty third in fantasy pros. So if you're dealing with fantasy pros, that's not as big a value. But if you can get Ozzy Albies, maybe at the end of the second or start at the third, there's a lot of uh, value. 
yeah. here. And so uh, he's a player that you could, if you don't take him in the second, he won't be there, of course, when he comes back around in the third. Right. You know, you know, so, but, uh, but these two guys I have grouped together and I started because I have Jose Altuve. That's where I first came. He is in tier three by himself. That's where he started. By himself. Okay. By himself. Because the, the guys that we're getting ready to talk about, I kind of had them all in the same, but Ozzy or, um, yeah. Altuve, Jose Altuve, I have him ranked over those guys. And so, but even though he only played in 90 games last year, and that's why I don't have him in tier two, the Astros obviously believe in him because they just signed him to a deal. But, uh, you know, when you look at some of these things, you know, 90 games, he still hit 311. And um, so he still had 14 steals and he only got caught twice. And so, this guy right here, if he's healthy and you're taking your chances on him, if if he can be healthy, because he's they've got Jose Altuve and ESPN ranked over Albies. I think that's insane. I agree. But uh, so the value here is not where I think it would be for Ozzy Albies. But uh, so I had him in my tier three by himself until the announcement came that they're moving Xander Bogarts over to second base. Okay. So with that knowledge, I'm moving him into this tier with Jose Altuve, even though he was a disappointment, but that was as a shortstop. If you yeah. put him in at second base now, I think he's got the stats that was, you know, and he's playing every day. And so I like him as a second baseman better than a shortstop. So I'm slotting him in this tier right here. And I think you have to you have to know that San Diego players are going to be better this year than they were last year. There's just there's no be. way they can be as bad. They as have they were. to be with Tatis and all the rest of them. Yeah, they have to be. Yeah, Tatis, by the way, had a really good year. We'll talk about him and outfielders, but right. Yeah, I'm big on him. Okay, so your tier three is Altuve and Bogarts. Um, right. My tier three is a clump of guys that I assume at least some of these are going to be mentioned in your tier four. I go Cattell Marte, Nico Horner, Luis Arias, um, Xander Bogarts is here. And I put Matt McClain from Cincinnati in this tier also. Okay. I like these tier three guys, uh, but I don't – I honestly, I'd be surprised if any of these guys end up on my team. <laughs> I kind of like the tier four guys' value better than I like my tier three guys. Cattell Marte, he's been inconsistent. He was good last year. He was back to where he needed to be last year, but he's been inconsistent. Nico Horner plays for that trader, Craig Council in Chicago. I can't do that. Um, Luis Arias is the most overrated fantasy player in the history of fantasy baseball. He's a phenomenal National League baseball player. He's great to get on base. But fantasy-wise, people draft him too high. Um, right. He's talented, and he gets you points, but he's not a top-two-tier um, guy. He's he's in that he's in this, this pack. Bogarts, again, I like him in tier three. I like him at the high end of tier three. Um, and then Matt McClain's the guy, though. You know me with Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's <laughs> going to be an utter failure as a team uh, when it's all <laughs> said and done. But they really do have some fantasy-relevant guys. The problem is, is can you get them at value, or are people going right. to be drafting them too high? Uh, so I got McClain in this in this tier also. So in this tier, um, it's, it's pretty much coming down the line. I got Cattell Marte here. and um. And I got Nico Horner. I got Gliber Torres, even though I had to 
force myself to write his name in his spot. <laughs> but uh, then I got Arias, and the reason why, because in a points league, his strikeout rate is 5.5%. Mm. So he doesn't strike out a lot, doesn't walk a lot either, but uh, but he's ranked at number six on ESPN. That's yeah. not happening. That's not mm -hmm. happening here. But uh, I'm tearing these guys up, you know, in the rankings that I feel that they belong in, not where I'm going to draft him. Right. So I did have uh, Arias last year, and he was flirting with 400, you know, at times and whatever. But uh, so, but he was a value for me last year at number six in the second base ranks. That's not happening. No. And then. Well, last know, year he had first base eligibility. That's right. Um, and that was, that's that right. helped his value for sure. At that, that's right. And so in this tier, even though we talked about Bogarts a minute ago, I've got um, Hassan Kim in mm -hmm. this spot. And the reason why I have that is because he's second base, he's shortstop, and he's third base eligible. And so uh, maybe that won't be the case next year if all he does is play short. But right now, uh, ESPN and Fantasy Pros both have him in the top 10 of second baseman. I think that's a little rich also. But um, – but, uh, you know, he played 152 games, 150 year before that. And so uh, and he strikes out more than these other guys. So I have him behind these other guys and Glaboratories, as I mentioned. He's only 27. Seems like he's been around forever. Right. But um, hitting in that uh, New York lineup when they add Soto now, I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities to, you know, score and drive in runs. So, and he played 158 games. So. I wrote his name down. I kind of had to hold my nose the whole time I did that. But uh, these, all these guys are in my tier four. I think they're there. They, and I really like Noki, uh, no, uh, Nico Horner, uh, even though he plays for your, you know, trader over there. But um, yeah, the baseball gods and, uh, are not so going to reward right Chicago. Here are, Kevin. are pretty much the same player. Eventually. I agree. I agree. Okay. But I'm telling you, I, the, I, I, I'm, I'm down with you on that one. The baseball gods are not going to reward Craig Council. Um, he did the ultimate backstab. Okay. It will not be rewarded. Just know the curse is on <laughs> Chicago this year. Um, I mean, we're talking, we're talking ACL injuries. We're talking Tommy Johns. Like it is the baseball curse is on Chicago. And I feel bad for the players because it's not their fault. It's right. not their fault. It's Craig Council's no. fault, but it's Absolutely. just the way it's going to happen. Um, my you, tier four. Now we we you are we you had some of the guys that I had in, in tier um, two and your tier three and then and so on. I've got Hassan Kim as the top of my tier four. He's number eleven in my second baseman ranking. I've got Glaber Torres right there with them, Jeff McNeil right there with them, and Bryson Scott Stott, excuse me, right there with them in okay. Philadelphia um, to kind of round out my tiers. Um, again, I think the guys that I had in tier three, Marte Horner, Arias. Uh, Bogarts and McLean, I think they're kind of the same player, like you said. And I think Kim Torres, Stott, McNeil, kind of the same player. I, there's not a lot of difference between their values, in my opinion. I don't love Bryson Stott, but I feel yeah. like there's potential in Philadelphia right. for them to have a, a good year, and I think he could be included in that. And so that's why I have him in, in my next tier. I've got Andre Jimenez, Bryson Stott, because he's the 146th overall player, and uh, he's second shortstop capability, so there's some value there to me. And this is where I slot in Matt McClain, because I like him. But he only played in 989 games last year, 
And so I need to see that again before I move him up. Um, on Fantasy Pros, they've got him ranked number five overall at second. That's not yeah. happening. Okay. On yeah. ESPN, that's... he's ranked number 11. Yeah. And I think that's a little more. I can take that just a little bit better yeah. than number five overall. But um, so these guys, and, and, and especially Jimenez, 159th overall. If you can get a starting second baseman at, at in the 15th round, and um, you know he does a lot, 76 runs. He uh, he does it all. So uh, he kind of slid back a little bit because he hit yeah. 297 the year before, but uh, I think he's capable. So Andre Jimenez is a guy that I could see having some value in this tier. Jimenez is a guy that I see like you know best player available hitting through the draft. And I just kind of keep skipping over him. And he's the kind of guy that whoever's auto picking in the ninth, 10th round ends up getting Jimenez because he's just at the top of the list currently available. And it's like, I just, maybe not ninth and 10th round, but, but you know, late in the draft. And, and it's a guy that every time I come, it's my pick. I'm like, should I draft him? Uh, I don't know. Nah, it was kind of down last year. You know, he's, he he's still in Cleveland, down. right? Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, Cleveland's not that good. You know, what a ah, no, nah, I'm gonna pass on him. Uh Jimenez is a guy that never ends up on my team, but it's a guy that I consider for like three rounds before someone finally picks him. So <laughs> and all right, so, let's get in. Know, I I see yeah, we need to hurry up. So one caution tier I have that's Zach Geloff of the Oakland A's as uh Fantasy Pros has him ranked at number twelve at second base. Uh, he plays for the worst team. In, in in modern you know history and so uh and he only but he only played in 69 games so i'm not sure what they're basing that on and um i know he could steal bases or whatever but still that i'm cautious with that i'm not taking him at the number 12 spot at second baseman if no. somebody else wants to do that you go ahead i'm not doing it. okay so i've got him as my sleeper um and and, okay. and value um, now not at 12 though. I, they would no, not no. at 12. Although that's I, honestly, I definitely got me off of him at number 12. Yeah. I, I like him as much as the guy that I've got sitting at 12, but I'm not going to draft him at that point. Um, but you said it, 69 games last year, 14 home runs, 14 stolen bases hit 267. Um, he plays for the A's in our league. We do have someone who likes the A's and Nathan right. Nugent. So there's right. potential that he gets sniped by him. But in my opinion, he's the kind of guy that you you can sit on and wait. And if you still need a middle infielder and you're getting down there in the 15th, 16th round, um, the ways down there in the draft, uh, I mean, he is a guy. The A's give you one player every year with fantasy value. As much as their team stinks, um, they give you one player with fantasy value. And I think he's the guy this year. So I've got him as my value pick, actually. Um, well, one of my two, the other guy, Kevin is Gavin Lux. Uh, he got hurt last okay, year, great. didn't get to play. There okay. were high hopes for him last year. Um, he was going to be the everyday guy at shortstop actually last year and gets injured, doesn't play. Um, now he's back and you talk about an under the radar potential guy. I mean, look at that lineup in, in LA and what, you know, what he's hitting after, if he's healthy, I like Gavin Lux as a potential value pick late here in the draft. Okay, so even though he plays for the Dodgers, I do not have him on my tiers. <laughs> my value tiers have I have Jorge Polanco, 
simply because he's ranked 255th overall. I like him be better than Jimenez. Absolutely. Yeah. And so there's a lot of value here. And a lot of, not a lot of teams will probably have a 25th round. But if he did, there's there's certain value here. And he's in I Seattle, like right? That's right. They just yeah. got trade. He trade you know, Minnesota traded him. And so I uh, like him. I've got Tommy Edmond here. And uh, he could play second short outfield. And then, may not believe this, but uh, Luis Ringafo. Yeah. <laughs> of the Angels, because he is also qualified at second, third, short, and outfield. He's consistent. And so uh, as a, they've got him ranked at 255th overall as well. And so uh, the, on ESPN, he's not even ranked. 255th yeah. is fantasy pro. ESPN yeah. has him not ranked. Yeah. Uh, he's not but, ranked uh, for the sports a, stove either. <laughs> okay. So there's value to be had here. Yeah. I think that uh, he'll hit higher up, up in the angel order. So he has sure. some potential there. And so those are my values. And just to throw out there, my caution players, you mentioned Jeff McNeil. He's a caution to me. Yeah, I, I, I think he's, you know, he played 156 games and only hit 10 home runs. Hmm. So that's a problem to me. And um, so I got him. And then I got Brandon Lau. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Rays right here. Because, um He's not ranked in ESPN either, and that's a good reason why that is, because uh, it's been a long time ago since he hit home runs and everything else. He'll play 109 games. I will have nothing whatever to do with Mr. Brown and Lau. Yeah, so uh, my cautionary tales, my guys that I'm not going to draft because I don't think their value is good on these guys um, is Luis Arias, Miami. And Glaber Torres from the Yankees. Um, those are two guys that they're going to give you points and they're going to get you things. I just think they always get drafted too high. So for me, the value is not right for those guys. Um, I will say this. I had, got a text message from uh, a friend who tunes in here and there. And he brought up um, Jose Caballero, second baseman, shortstop for Tampa. Um, did not play a ton of games last year. May have more opportunity this year, especially with Franco not being around um and uh, and just a guy to watch he's not a draftable guy at this point uh, but he's a guy to put a flag on and keep an eye on for the first couple of weeks of the le- of the season and see what kind of opportunity he gets if he gets the opportunity well then there's a chance that he's going to get there um and can be a valuable pick pickup for you on the waiver wire he's a name that i will have marked and keep an eye on as the season gets going and as we start talking about waiver wire pickups once we get into the season He's probably a name that I anticipate seeing within the first month uh, as a guy that's that that has some value at some point in time um, as well. Because you got to pay attention to those kinds of teams, Kev. Those Tampas who are having all kinds of changes with trades and legal issues and whatever. You got to know who's playing, filling in those spots now. And you got to. And Tampa has been a team who has produced value from guys that's that right. you wouldn't yeah. think you're going to give you value. That's right, because uh, you know my name's not Eric. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I don't, I don't hold and, out the same towards Tampa. So I think yeah. that that you're you're on to something. Whoever you said emailed you that or texted you that, you know he, you know, hey, good on you. Let's give him credit. Brad Taylor, he hosts the Bottom Line Lexington uh, radio show, ESPN Radio in Lexington. Shot me that that information. So there you go. Okay. Give, him, give him a full shout out. But you mentioned Brandon Lau. 
um, and Tampa. He's one of the few Tampa players who doesn't have multi-position eligibility. A lot of the Tampa guys do, whether first and third, second and short, second and third, whatever it may be. There's a lot of, of Tampa just produces guys who play all over the field, so they get positional eligibility. And they're a good team to look at later right, in the man. draft for guys, too. All right, let's close up the I, show. I Kevin. agree with that 100%, but to Ben Allow, he's too fragile. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's why I'm they not... don't play him anywhere else but second base. Yeah, I'm not big, not big on him. All right, uh, we've gone over an hour, which uh, uh, we appreciate you. If you're still listening at this point, we thank you so much. Um, all right, right. let's bring uh, it. So, bellyupfantasysports.com is uh, the sponsor of our fantasy focus, and again. Uh, a big supporter of our program. We appreciate them very much. It is where you find all of Kevin's articles. Uh, Kevin, tell us what's uh, what's on the stove right now for your fantasy articles. Well, what's on the stove is, is uh, you know, because a couple weeks ago we did uh, first base, and um, I, I, I put out my first base values, but then you mentioned that there, there's new blood in, in, in the belly up fantasy world, and he said, hey, how about some some, some tears? Well, we just did first baseman, so I put out an article, first base tiers, and I put all the stats there, stats that make, you know, till your eyes bleed. And then I put down comments of why I put them in the tiers and what I expect out of them. So if you're, and there's going to be more of that to come. And so uh, it's available right now. And uh, it has like 9,000 uh, views so far on Reddit. So, and uh, I appreciate you guys out there on Reddit because I get a lot of my you know, constructive comments, you know, brought to me and questions and things like that. And I always appreciate that. So, uh, you know, keep them coming. And uh, you can catch me at uh, X at Kevin62WILSEA. And um, any subjects open, just shoot it to me. Uh, next week, Kev, we're going to do the hot corner. We're going to go to third base. Um, and then we'll do shortstops, and then we'll do outfielders. So that's kind of the way it's lining up for us right now. So next week will be third base rankings and tiers um, on this show, which will be next Sunday. Um, now, the sports stove has a, a weird week this week. So no show okay, tomorrow. Weird. Yeah, no show tomorrow. Uh, sports stove local hour. We'll have no program this week. Uh, I've got my last regular season basketball game for a high school team uh, tomorrow night in Louisville. So we won't be around to do the show. And no show on Wednesday because I'm traveling Wednesday night down to Tennessee for a tournament, basketball tournament. So no, no, this is our last, the only sports stove show this week is this one right here. Next Sunday, though, we'll pick back up the fantasy baseball show will be here with third base rankings. Um, the local hour will be back next Monday and the sports stove uh, OG show uh, will be back next Wednesday as well. And we're going to get start getting into baseball uh, on our Wednesday night shows. Me and dad are going to start off with the uh, West divisions breaking down looking at win totals and talking about the teams and things like that um, as well and so a lot of baseball coming on the sports stove wednesday show as well as the sports stove fantasy baseball show as it should well, be as it should be yeah because baseball well, is king right now nobody's paying attention to the nba you know all-star <laughs> game no one yeah. no one gives a rat for in about any of that stuff <laughs> so baseball come and get it yeah so wednesday nights we're covering a lot of baseball we're covering a lot of racing nascar um, okay. We're also going to be covering some college basketball and NFL draft stuff as well um, over the next several weeks. So, so plenty, plenty to go around there. Absolutely. You can follow um, me on Twitter or Instagram at Sports Stove um, there as well. Um, let's see here. So, you need to go see BellyUpFantasySports.com. 
Um, then you need something to eat while you're reading those articles. So you go to righteousfelon.com, order you some beef jerky, join the flavor okay. revolution, use the code STOVE15, S-T-O-V-E-1-5 at checkout. And then uh, after you read the article and you think, you know what, I want to go watch that second baseman play. I need to get tickets. Well, where do I go? SeatGeek.com. Use the code BellyUpSports. You get $20 off your purchase um, there at SeatGeek. And uh, then we get you. We get you of that. I'm also playing. So there you go. Yeah. I've used them in the past. Just don't use them to go see Peter Gabriel. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a story for another day, my friend. Yeah, all right. Um, that's it for this edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Feel free to leave a comment on the tiers that we gave. Do you agree that's or right. disagree? Um, feel free to, to give us your thoughts on that as well. And uh, and we got our draft orders set. So looking forward to that. We'll start making fun of our fellow league members um, in the near future also. Uh, but thanks to Kevin. <laughs> thanks to SeatGeek, Righteous Felon, and Belly, Fan Belly Up Fantasy Sports as well. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. Everybody have a great week.